This is a fantastic joke. A preacher visits an elderly woman from his congregation and he sits on the couch as he notices a large bowl of peanuts on the coffee table and he asks, mind if I have few? And the woman, the elderly woman said, no, not at all. They chatted for an hour and as the preacher stands to leave, he realizes that instead of eating just a few peanuts, he emptied most of the bowl and he said, I'm terribly sorry for eating all of your peanuts and I just meant to eat a few. And the elderly woman said, oh, that's all right. Ever since I lost my teeth, all I can do is suck the chocolate off of them. You got it? All right, lift up your Bible. Say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will give me the spirit of wisdom to deliver this word. And I pray for sensitive hearts and minds so they will receive it. And the goal is not to just put it in light, but the goal is to really see them be walking in the freedom. I truly believe this. I wrote down a couple of statements. It's not up in the screen, but I'll just read it to you. I truly believe we as believers of Christ who host the presence of God in our lives can't be possessed by demon. I truly believe that. As a believer of Christ, we can't be possessed by demon. But I truly believe at the same time, we can be influenced by demon. And this morning I want to talk about how to overcome the Jezebel spirit. And some of you might know uh, this particular name, Jezebel, and it's recorded in the first Kings, but it's also recorded in Revelations. Uh, but there's a, there's a guy called Leonard Ravenel. He said this a very profound statement, very short statement. I love this because he said, men give advice, God gives guidance. And what does that mean? It basically means the spirit of God who lives in us, he directs us in such a way that he wants us to lead a victorious life. That's the desire of God. He doesn't want us to live a get-by life. He doesn't want us to live a okay life. He doesn't want to live a so-so life. He wants us to live a victorious life. That's why Paul writes in Ephesus, in, in one of his Ephesus, he says, in Christ, we are more than conquerors. What does that mean? He doesn't say we don't have challenges, we don't have problems. He says, in the midst of all of this, we are still more than conquerors. Why? Because we are rooted in Christ. So this spirit of Jezebel actually is actually a spirit. It's nothing to related with a female or a male. In fact, the spirit of Jezebel operates more in men than women. I'll get to that in a minute. But there is a tons of reading we're going to be doing. But I just thought I'll read a few scriptures now. So Proverbs 3.13 says, Joyful is a person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. Joyful is a person who finds wisdom. And I believe Christians, as Christians, majority, all of you are Christians who walk with the Holy Spirit, who carries Holy Spirit in us, who called us to walk with wisdom. And many times I have seen Christians have been beaten up and there are so many casualties because they don't know what spirit they are dealing with. Okay. So, by the way, let me tell you, enemy is not omnipotent. Enemy is not omniscience. Enemy is not omnipresent. Okay. So, we are not talking about enemy. As people sometimes they are so enemy focused. You know, even if the window shakes a little bit, they think 
ಕಾತ್ತು ಸ್ಪಿರಿಟ್ ಆಡಿದ್ ಬ್ರದರ್ ಏನೋ ಸೊ ದೆರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಟ್ ಇನ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದೆರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ಲ್ಯಾಚ್ ಆನ್ ಇಟ್ ಏನೋ ದೇ ಸಿ ಎ ಲೆಮನ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಸ್ಟ್ರೀಟ್ ಓ ಸಂಬಡಿ ಹಸ್ ಡಿಡ್ ಸಮ್ ಏನೋ ಟೇಕ್ ದಟ್ ಲೆಮನ್ ಯು ಡು ಎ ಲೈಮ್ ಜ್ಯೂಸ್ ಆರ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಯುನೋ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಬಿ ಸೋ ಡಿಮನ್ ಫೋಕಸ್ಡ್ ಬಟ್ ಅಟ್ ದ ಸೇಮ್ ಟೈಮ್ ವಿ ಕಾಂಟ್ ಲಿವ್ ವಿತ್ ಇಗ್ನೋರೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಡಿವೈಸಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಎನಿಮೀಸ್ ಟ್ಯಾಕ್ಟಿಸ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಟಾಕಿಂಗ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಸೊ ಹಿಯರ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಕೌನ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಕಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ನೈನ್ಟೀನ್ ಒನ್ ಟು ಏಯ್ಟೀನ್ it's a long read please bear with me but i just felt to read this because it will give you an idea because if i just don't read it you will not understand what the spirit is how the spirit operates even today among us even among the christians not among the non christians but among the christians so it's a long read just patiently bear with me first kings 19:1 to 18 when ahab got home he told jezebel everything elijah had done including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal this was right before right after when Elijah killed almost 850 prophets 400 of the Baal and the 450 of the Azroth god so he killed that's a massive victory right after that this is what happened so you you have to get some context so Jezebel sent his message to Elijah may the gods look at the pruler he says i'll come back to that in a minute may god strike me even kill me if by this time tomorrow i have not killed you just as you killed them elijah was afraid and fled for his life he went to bersheba a town in judah and he left his servant there then he went on alone into the wilderness traveling all day he sat down under the solitary broom tree and prayed look this is what he prayed the guy who slaughtered the prophets the false prophets the guy who mightily used he saw the fire came and consumed the altar of god he's praying like this lord i have had enough he said take my life for i am no better than my ancestors who already died then he lay down and slept under the broom tree as he was sleeping an angel touched him and told him get up and eat he looked around and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water he ate and drank and lay down again this is what happens when you are under the spirit of jezebel you are exhausted physically you are exhausted there is no room for you even to have a time to say i am well there is body aches pain it's beyond words of you can't even say explain it in words this is what happens i'll explain to you in a minute so he got up and he drank and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to mount sinai the mountain of god there he came to the cave where he spent that night but the lord said to him what are you doing here elijah elijah replied i have zealously served the lord god but the people of israel have broken their covenant with you torn down the altars and killed every one of your prophets but i am the only one left and now they are trying to kill me too go out and stand before me on mountain the lord told him and the elijah stood there the lord passed by and the mighty wind storm hit the mountain it was such a terrible blast the rocks were torn loose but the lord was not in the wind after the wind there was earthquake but the lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake there was fire but the lord was not in the fire and after the fire there was sound of a gentle whisper and elijah heard and he wrapped his face in his scarf and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave and the voice said why are you here elijah this is one of the things that happens when you are going through the spirit of jezebel influenced by the jezebel 
what happens is you lose focus you lose your destiny you lose your identity you lose the sense of purpose to live in life and the lord told him go back he replied i've been working very hard verse 14 the lord god of armies of israel but the people have broken the covenant and torn their halters and they have killed every one of your prophets except me so he said kind of a victim mentality and how they are trying to kill me too and the lord told him go back by the desert road of damascus when you arrive it says three things anoint azel the king of azaria syria anoint jehu son of nimshi to be the king of israel and anoint elisha the son of shaphat to replace you as my prophet anyone who escapes from azal shall be killed by jehu and those who escape by jehu shall be killed by elisha and incidentally this is the humor of god and incidentally there are 7000 men in israel who never bowed to bahal or kissed him he didn't condemn he didn't say hey you are not the only one don't think too much about yourself but when a person has been influenced by the spirit of jezebel they don't have a clear picture and the idea that god brings here is by the way i want to tell you there were 7000 men remember what he said i am the only one left everybody who killed and here the lord says there are 7000 men still never bow down and you read in revelations the spirit of jezebel god addresses to one of the churches it's a strong rebuke in revelation chapter 220 it says i have this complaint against you this is the holy spirit talking to the church i have this complaint against you you are permitting in some translation it says tolerating or some translation it says you are allowing it's all basically basically means you are influenced by the spirit you're allowing this that woman that Jezebel who calls herself a prophet will to lead my servants astray she teaches them to commit sexual sin and eat food offered to idols i want to stop here for a minute what is the role of a prophet what is a prophet prophets hear from god and delivers the message they represent god to people that's the role of a prophet what is a false prophet they just cut off the source they are themselves are we clear so what is jezebel was doing she was not representing god she was representing herself and what did she do when she represented herself she took the very law of god that people needs to follow and she put something else and that's what the lord was saying she led our servants astray many christians are without focus they are just running here and there they just don't know why because they have been influenced and then the lord says she teaches them to commit sexual sin and eat food offered to idols we're going to break it down what is the spirit of jezebel and all so please if you're taking notes take notes if you're not taking notes take notes jezebel spirit can be can be on men and women as well it's not gender biased in fact more men are in fact identified in the spirit of jezebel let's look at it where jezebel spirit thrives this jezebel spirit thrives when there is three it needs three fundamental recipes it needs a controlling father absent mother and a passive husband hello look at this jezebel she has a very passive husband who was that guy husband ahab this guy was a couch potato he had no he was just whining remember he 
the, even to this uh, guy called Naboth who wants to he wants to buy that vineyard and he couldn't get over his the fact that Naboth said no I won't sell it to you he became like a wimp he started saying oh I don't know blah 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 this is the passive husband and look at what's absent mother if you read first kings 18 19 20 and 21 it goes four chapters the story you will never never hear about Jezebel's mother absent and a very controlling father i'll tell you why is a controlling father because Jezebel was not even an israelite she was a foreigner that gives us a little bit understanding of the background of of Jezebel is read in 1st Kings 16 from 29 to 31 sorry about a lot of scriptures because it's needed word needs to be explained so please bear with me Ahab son of Omri began to rule over Israel for 38 years on the of the king of Azaz reign in Judah he reigned in Samaria 22 years but Ahab son of Omri did what was evil in the Lord's side and even more than any of the kings before him why? Because there is an explanation given. As though it were not enough to follow the sinful example of Jeroboam, he married Jezebel, the daughter of King Ithabal of Sidonians. He began to bow down in worship of Baal. This is the very reason Jesus, the Lord commanded, do not intermix. You know, sometimes people misinterpret and says, Jesus even said, God even said, don't intercast marriage. But that's not what he said. The Lord said because the chosen people were follow were called to follow the Yahweh. So when you inter when you when you interrace marriage, the others can influence by bringing their gods inside. That's precisely what happened to Solomon. You remember he married three hundred wives, seven hundred concubines. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine dating a girl a day? That means it will take three and a half years to come back to the same person to date again. simple math it's this guy that's why it's the most wisest man on planet earth messed up because he broke the very principle that the bible says solomon led astray from the ways of god because his wives led him to new gods this is what happens that's why look at what happened Ethiopian was the king of tyre and also was a priest a god called azred that's where we get the name Esther, Esther, Ishtar is a name called, it's an Ashrath god, which is a sex deity god in the Mesopotamian culture. So the word Esther is not even a biblical Hebrew name. The Hebrew name is Adasha, which means father's delight. So Esther is Ishtar, which is a, a symbolic sex god. Okay, look at this. Sidonians, who was Sidonian? Jezebel was a Sidonian. She, she was a daughter of Ethiobal, king of Tyre and Sidon, and also a priest of Ashrath, a sex god like Ishtar. Jezebel was a foreigner. And because she was brought into that, she was unwilling to give into the marriage. But this is what happens in those days. Just because to make treaty between kingdoms, what they will do, they will give a girl and take a guy and get married so that they can keep control of the kingdoms. So his father was a pagan guy. He worshipped this idol god. So he saw a father. He, she doesn't want to get married with this guy. And he just she, she saw this father is worshipping a pagan god. Killing all the false prophets. If you read 1 Corinthians 16, 17. Sorry, not 1 Corinthians. 1 Kings. You will see all the story of how this 
Sidonian kings are abusing the people of God. And then he, she took that as a motto and she started doing that. So this is the background. But I wanted to address a few things now. This spirit of Jezebel operates very subtle. It doesn't operate, you know, have you, anybody been to Calcutta? You've seen the Kali temple. It's all up there, down, you know, our outreach location just was before the Kali temple, you know, and where we stayed just opposite the Kali temple. And in the middle of the night, we prayed like crazy, not because we were so holy, because we couldn't sleep. <laughs> and there was such a demonic influence and we had to pray and fast and, you know, speak in tongues just to, just to barely make it because the, we were not capable. I was just... 20 years old, just being there, you know, I didn't know what is spiritual warfare, nothing, you know, just thrown in, you know, just like there, and, and, and it was so challenging, and this is what happens, this Jezebel spirit doesn't operate so oppressively, but it operates very subtly, there are six ways you can see if a person is under the influence of Jezebel, number one, insecurity, number two, rejection, Number three, pride. Number four, arrogance. Number five, manipulation. Number six, control. These are signs that a person knows they are operating under the spirit of Jezebel. Remember, 1 Corinthians says, Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So what does that mean? We are called to host the Holy Spirit, but we can also reject hosting Holy Spirit and take on something else. What happens when you lead, when you are led by the Holy Spirit? There is peace, joy and abundance of provision from the Lord. But when you are led by the Spirit, not of the Holy Spirit, these are the things, insecurity. If anyone under your leadership or anyone that you have gone through working with people, you know, because you are all leaders, you work with people Monday to Friday or even Saturday, if you are doing bond, you work on Sunday also. So you are, you know, you, you have so many times going through with people and you have to have the spirit of God to guide because these are things, insecure people. What insecure people do? They control. They have fear of rejection. They have pride. What is pride? No teachability. They know it all. Arrogance. Manipulation. What is manipulation? They don't tell you the exact truth. They just tell you what they need you to do so that they can get what they want from you. That's manipulation. So, control. So, how do we deal with Jezebel's spirit? This is very important because we can talk about, go back on the slide, we can talk about all this stuff. We know this stuff. Okay, I, now by the time I'm talking, your brain is kind of going around. Yeah, that person, this person, this, this. And, and <laughs> just don't turn around and look at that person's face. But that's not the idea is, you know. And the idea is not to expose. The idea is to set us free so that we can walk victoriously. You know, I was under a leadership of Jezebel. It was a man. And it was most manipulative person they ever know. What is the manipulation? I've learned this. They would give you very nice quick incentives so that you will fall into that but actually they just don't want you to climb up and get into your level where God designed they just keep you under control so that you will be like a remote and you will be used for their purpose the moment this is how you test the person who was the moment you say no to them they become very much against you and this operates in the church sadly 
and so many people are influenced by this Jezebel spirit and the Lord actually commissioned the prophet to do three things. That's what we're going to read. How do we deal with Jezebel's spirit? First Kings 19, 15, 16, it says, The Lord told him, Go back to the desert road of Damascus. Remember? God is not... See, this is what Jesus was telling Peter. Satan asked me about you, but I prayed that you will not be delivered from evil, but you will stay strong in the midst of your challenges. God's idea is never to take you out of the wilderness. God's idea is to make you pass through the wilderness. Why? Because God wants you in the wilderness. Devil also wants you in the wilderness. Devil wants to kill you in the wilderness. God wants you to be in the wilderness to kill the works of the devil. Amen. So this is the important thing. Many times we wanted to get out of that. We want to throw in the towel and we say, I am done, Lord. Take me out of the wilderness. No, no, no. God wants you. God put you there in the wilderness. Look what he's saying. Go back to the desert road of Damascus. You want to see victory? Wilderness is the way. Amen. You want to get to the throne? The crown, the cross is the way. This is, how, this is how it works. Look at this. When you arrive, he says three things. Anoint Azel, king of Syria. Then anoint Jehu. And then anoint Elisha. Who are these three things? One is a king. Another one is a priest. Another one is a prophet. Okay, guess who comes all those three in one? Yeshua. He is our king. He is the chief high priest. And he is also the prophet. Hello. That's why the Bible says, upon him, the laws and prophets hang. Are we, are, we, are we learning something here? It's very important to understand because this is what the spirit of Jezebel does. It makes you feel like you have no purpose. Look what Elijah said. I wish I am dead. Sometimes you feel like that. I wish I am not here. I wish I'm out of somewhere. I wish. And sometimes this victim mentality that I cannot do anything is just because we are under the influence of a Jezebel spirit. And this is what happens. You can only overcome the spirit of Jezebel through Jesus who is the king and the priest and the prophet. That's why Jesus was called the chief priest. You remember that word? In Hebrews it says he was the chief high priest. What is the goal of a high priest? The priest represents people to God. Prophet represents God to the people. Okay. Jesus was a combination of both. He came from the Father to men. He left his Godhead to cut the form of men. But he is also a priest. He took the sins of people and they represent to God. So every time in the Old Testament when a priest enters into the Holy of Holies, once, once, only once a year, they took a blood of an animal and they go into the Holy of Holies and this is what happens. The blood of the animal never dealt with sin. It only postponed sin. It never dealt with sin. It just gave you a little bit. It bought you some extra time. So every year they buy some extra time. So when a priest walks in, he has to wear certain particular dress. He has to go there and he has to bless up bring this blood and if God approves the blood, he can come out alive because there was a rope tied around his waist. Although this is not a Harry Potter story, this is the Old Testament. You look like, where is it written, brother? Hmm? It's in the Old Testament. But thank God when cross came, that was different. When Jesus died on the cross, God looked at the sacrifice and says, wow, this is the perfect one. He tore that altar. 
that's why the bible says there was the altar was separated not to get god out of the box but you can get into the altar amen come on say amen amen, amen. so this is what happens this is how you you deal with this you deal with this with three simple application why i say simple because i wrote down here i want to say this with profound sincerity I, as a child of god we should never be impressed by the darkness rather we should be greatly impressed by the light lives in us and the light that lives and governs us so many christians are impressed by the darkness they know so much about demon they know less about god you ask them brother that evening that corner that street don't go that that particular house that lady brother comes with a stop sign put to hmm? some some of the put to looks like a stop sign you know but it's like we are so wired to know about the works of the devil but we seldomly realize the king of glory lives in our hearts amen so that's why i said three simple way to do this and i wrote down here very simple james 4 verse 8 says draw near to god and he will draw near to you cleanse your hands you sinners purify your hearts you double minded come near to god how can you overcome this jezebel spirit by not just identifying it that's why i said the goal is not to just tell you what jezebel spirit you're dealing with but to really help you overcome this week and not just this week but throughout this will be a new lifestyle so you come closer to god so what happens when 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 elijah was so stuck by the jezebel spirit he ran away this is what some man of god said when enemy wants you to do not the will of god he will make sure they can arrange even a free transportation look at what jonah did he didn't want to do the will of god enemy arranged him a free transportation hello this is what enemy does he will make sure that's what elijah is doing like i just don't want to live god i'm done so that's why god has to come and ask him elijah what the heck are you doing that's a charles translation paraphrase right what the heck are you doing i'm tired eat some bread that's the thing beautiful thing about our father he convicts us without condemning us amen is so beautiful see look what draw near to god and he will draw near to you the best way I'm not sure it's up in the screen the best way to combat any battle to fight is from victory or not fight for victory this is your legal right hold someone's hand and say i am not fighting for victory some of you don't have hand i guess pray for healing <laughs> just hold someone's hand say i'm fighting for i'm not fighting for victory i am fighting from victory look at this in christ we find all our victory the closer you get to god the more you become aware of his love so what i elijah did no 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 i just want to die i just want to run away i just want to be done with this every time you feel like quitting every time you feel like throwing in the towel ask yourself is this the spirit of god leading you or something else is leading you how many times you feel like throwing in the towel i'm calling it a day anybody just one johanna two thank you the rest of you are like god bless your sincere heart you know 
Yes. Look at this. This is the reality. When we are feel like throwing in the towel and just getting out, ask yourself this question. Is the Spirit of God allowing you to do? Take perspective. Ask the Holy Spirit and draw near to God. And the more we come closer to God, it's like this. The more we attract ourselves, attach ourselves to the light, darkness have no influence. Can I tell you something? Light never fights with darkness. Light never comes and say, in Jesus' name, I'm going to rebuke you, darkness. Never. Light just shows up. That's it. You come in, turn on the light. You don't send a WhatsApp message. No light, brother, pray. 21 days fasting prayer. No. God has given us. This is the thing. You turn on the light. Light kicks out darkness. That's a default setting. And look, the second one. This is the devil. This is the devil. How do you resist the devil? When you yield to the Holy Spirit, it's easy to resist the devil. Derek Prince, one of my favorite authors, somebody may know Derek Prince, anybody know Derek Prince? He said this, you can't cast a flesh and disciple a demon. What does it mean? You can't just ignore things that God has called you to do. There are some things you have to do. You can't class your flesh and you know, disciple a demon. Neither can you ignore the flesh and embrace a sinful lifestyle. Sometimes people say, I'm just human brother. This is what happens. This is a broken, messed up world. This is how it is. No, 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 no. You are in the broken, messed up world. But the one who lives inside is the victorious king. Amen. So he called us to live as, uh, called us to live a victorious life. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. 1 Peter 5, 8, 9 says, Be sober minded. Look what Elijah did. He lost his mind. He had no perspective. That's what Peter was urging the, by the Holy Spirit. Be sober minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Firm in your faith. I heard someone said, devil is not scared or devil doesn't care about your opinion, but he is scared of the opinion of God. Amen. What does that mean? You have to have the word in you. If you open the Bible once a week and read, and the rest six days, you are under the, you, chances are you will be a casualty under the influence of the enemy. But you have the word in you day in, day out. Psalms 1, 3 is, he's like a tree planted by the waters whose leaves doesn't wither, whose tree yields his fruit every season of its life. What does that mean? You can encounter this person with the word that lives in you. Amen. That's why I said this before. It's easy to resist the devil when you yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Look at this verse. says, resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. That's what Jesus, the Lord brought a clarity over this guy, Elijah. Hey, by the way, incidentally, how humorously God speaks to us. Incidentally. No, he didn't say, hey, pagal hota hai. There are 7,000 people live there. Don't you know? Dimaag kharab What is this? He didn't do those nonsense. That's us. If I was God, I would just give him on a head and say, nonsense, look around there. Take him up and show him the Google view, you know. 7,000 people, don't bow, you know. But I am not God. Thank God I am not God. Thank God you are not God. He's suddenly so silent. You know? 
But this is what God says, incidentally. By the way, buy yeah, 7,000 people, don't buy. So beautiful. This is what he does. He brings us to this beautiful revelation without making us feel like, oh, we got it, we got it. No, 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 it's him. Amen. So, 1 Peter 5, 8, 9. Mark this verse, you know, make a printout or something. Put it on a fridge or on a bathroom mirror somewhere. Read this, be sober-minded. Be alert, be watchful. What does that mean? I'm not saying you are be watchful. Who is Jezebel now? Tomorrow you go to the office. Jezebel? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> huh? Controlling? Mm, manipulation? Oh, Jezebel, name one. No more Jesus. Don't do those nonsense thing. Okay? Just sober-minded. Be alert. Be watchful. Okay? <laughs> Did you? Don't do that. Okay? Third one, it's so beautiful. This is the reality. Affirm the Lordship of Jesus over your life. You see, Elijah didn't affirm the Lordship. Why? Because he lost focus. He said, take my life. You see, spirit of death comes in a form in such a way, even among Christians, they say, what what are we going to gain by living in this world? Meaningless life. Worthless life, feeling like, what are we going to attain? Just boring life. Everyone has gone through, I have gone through this. But that's where you need to affirm the Lordship of Jesus over your life. Colossians 3, verse 1 to 5. Tons of scriptures we read, okay? If you hadn't had quiet time this morning, this is a good thing. Okay? If, you, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated, at the right hand of God. You see where God is taking us? His goal is never to keep us down there. Ephesians 2.6 says, you are seated next to him in the heavenlies. That is your position. When you, moment you say, I wish I don't live, I wish this doesn't exist, I wish I'm not here in Bellur, I wish I never joined the CMC, I never, I, you know, this kind of wish, 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 what does that mean? It's under some spirit that is not the spirit of God. Probably it's the spirit of Jezebel. Look, set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden in Christ with God. Wow. Isn't it beautiful? Where are you now? Hidden in Christ with God. I remember in, um, we went to Bethel, um, California. Some of you might know uh, the movement that is going on right now. Around the world, God is using that ministry. And uh, there is a time for prayer and I was there in the front and it was confirmed, you know, prophecy, it's always a confirmation. So I was there standing there, this lady, I don't even have a clue, you have a name tag, you stand there and they see your name, Charles, India, missionary. They put my hand and the first thing they said, I see two big angels over you, God is protected. And this is the word God has been speaking over and over through many people around the world when they pray for us. We go through so many challenges and somebody says, I see angels around you. I started laughing, crying, you know, mixed. Because it's like confirmation of what God is doing. This is what it says. You are hidden in Christ. Amen. You have been hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, we'll look at verse 4. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. See, what is idolatry? 
idolatry in the spirit is adultery in the flesh both are same what is both are doing both are putting somebody as god instead of god is to be the god amen for second timothy 17 says for god gives us a spirit not of fear but of power and love and self control having said all this we are about to close we're going to take part in the communion one last thing i want you to remember this you have to be compassionate with the person and severe with the spirit you can't just go and say you jezebel you jezebel all jezebels everybody in my department is jezebel huh? i'm the only guy no no that's not the reason even to share this message i don't know why i felt the holy spirit said share this again it's because you have to be severe with the spirit but compassionate with the person i have seen i grew up in a pentecostal family you know lot of people come for the demon possessed people come and the pastors the way they shake their the ladies hair you know they show all the anger of the wife over that lady you know because they can't do that to pastor amma his life will khatam ho gaya you know so they can't do that so they will just say yesu namathile po 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 i remember one lady was doing like this and the girl opened his eyes mudichingla she said you finished <laughs> so, so that's not what it is it's not to be severe on the person compassionate on the person but severe on the spirit how you will severe on the spirit you don't tolerate this word let's go back to that same word revelation chapter 2 in fact can you take your bible uh, we'll be few minutes off after 10:30 is it okay everybody is doing okay okay revelation chapter 2 can we just stay there for a couple of minutes before we get into the communion just look at this verse 18 the angels of the church in thyretias writes these are the words of the son of god whose eyes are like blazing fire whose feet are like burnished bronze i know your deeds your love and your faith your service and your perseverance all these things elijah went through love faith service perseverance and that you are now doing more than you did at first nevertheless this is what the lord says i have this against you you tolerate or you allow or you permit the woman jezebel who calls herself prophetess lot of times we christians we just put up with spirit that is not need to be tolerated we need to be severe in that we need to say i am you know for example if you have a controlling father or a manipulative boss or yeah very manipulative friend who always wants to get out of you you know when they call you there are friends who call you only when they need you you know something from you am i right or wrong only before that you don't know whether they are died or resurrected you have no clue yesterday somebody called after 7 years i met him in hong kong now i saw him 7 years later i just like hey how are you blah 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 and then it's like oh 8000 rupees konja kudutha anupanga it's like all of a sudden like i have no clue i was thinking this guy you know promoted to glory you're catching up with my humor okay that's good <laughs> but all suddenly you see like suddenly a divine call it's not a divine call that's what you need to understand so lot of time we just put up with people but we need to you know this is how you do if you have a fear of confronting a issue upon about something to that particular person and you have fear 
probably that person carries the spirit of Jezebel. Why? Control, manipulation, insecurity, jealousy, arrogance, pride. So I want you to think about this and say, God, give me the spirit of boldness. Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 5, Acts chapter 6, Paul writes, not Paul, Peter writes and then Barnabas writes and then the apostles write, they say, pray that we have boldness to share the gospel. Ephesians 6, 18 says, pray that I may have all boldness to share. And I want to pray for you before we finish. We're going to take part in the Lord's communion in a minute. But I want you to ask yourself this question. If you are ever under the influence of the spirit of Jezebel, through your family member or friends or workplace or anyone in your place, even through your pastor, I'm checking my own heart that I don't walk in that influence. Why? Because you can, as a pastor, you have influence over people. I don't want to manipulate. One of the things my staff know, we just don't want to share manipulation stuff. What is manipulation? It is half truth, half baked truth, trying to get what you want in your life. If anyone here, chances are that people are affected by the spirit of Jezebel. If you are there, I just want you to stand up wherever you are. I want to pray for you and break this spirit dominion over your life so that you can walk with freedom. Because this is what the Bible says. You have tolerated this woman Jezebel. They have done good stuff. You could still be a church goer, good tithe giver, good missions worker, but still tolerating the spirit of Jezebel. Today we are going to say as Papa's house, as a family, we are going to say no to this. Amen. If this is you, wherever you are, just you've been identified or you've been abused by the spirit of Jezebel. Just wherever you are, just stand up and pray with you. Amen. Always closed.